everybody and welcome to Guys on Gaffer. My name is Joel and Abhishek and David are both with me today to review Game Week 19. Yeah, Game Week 19 already. That's a lot of Game Weeks. Um, how are you both doing? Uh, yeah, doing all right. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, doing uh, Watching football and doing some shopping as well because, you know, the big festival is here right just around the corner, I think, two, three weeks to go. So a bit of shopping done, uh, watching some games, football, cricket, whatever you may say. Disappointed with the loss uh, at the World Cup. <laughs> that's yeah. why we didn't record for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's the only <laughs> because, reason we didn't record because you were, you were still sad about the loss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was mourning for the loss, and, uh, but uh, I've come round about it. Uh, no point uh, because now it's time to move forward. Uh, did watch the Euro Cup 20, uh, group, the Euros group, group draw. Uh, you know, a nice group. Stay, uh, group. Wasn't that like a yeah. super carnage thing? Like because one played some sounds or something? Uh, yeah. Mm. Let's yeah. move swiftly not, on from that. That's <laughs> good. Not good. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. So, yeah. Doing all right. Uh, Weather-wise, bit under the weather uh, was in the past few days but now it's all good how are you guys doing yeah i'm doing well it's uh lots of snow here which is unusual <laughs> and i'm, I'm my, my like trip to work is always including like a super steep hill and the problem now is like the it's ice under the snow that i can't see so i'm it's mm. like an adventure every day Dangerous. but uh, apart from that it's all good <laughs> <laughs> nice right so Let's have a look at how we did this game week then. It's, it was an eventful one. Two of us played boosts with uh, mixed success, as you'll see. Uh, David, though, you didn't play a boost this week and your team is up is up first. So we'll get we'll get the non-booster out of the way first. Talk us through it. Was that like an obvious thing Obvious thing to play a boost this week? No, no, not not, not particularly, I don't think. But it just fell right <laughs> for some people. Um, yeah. I feel like there's, there's no real correct strategy in this set, I would say. Yeah, because if I had played like a midfield boost, I would have got lots of points because I have some real Duisburg, Hall and Clark, but like, mm. eh, got 80 points and I uh, didn't captain anything on Duisburg Hall, so lots of points there. But uh, yeah, I think it was an average week. I, I, I can't even read things into the game ranks anymore because I don't know how many people are playing still. <laughs> but like, I think I got so like a... At some point, I was on like an 8k gaming rank before it updated. So, like <laughs> 2.9 is probably okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I've gone down a bit this week because of probably because of uh, people playing boosts. But uh, actually, a lot 150 to 213. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. For 80 points, that's a big drop. Yeah. Like, I, I thought it was it's an okay week, but like, a, it must have been those like 15 points i didn't get from this whole captain i guess mm -hmm. but yeah i also played for the leader last week um which went okay but i think i got the same score as people that you, you didn't play boost and you got uh, more than me i think so yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah it's going okay i guess but uh could have gone better <laughs> mm. yeah cool have a check you played midfield dynamos this week yeah, and I think it was with so much talk about when to play Budget Buster and when to play cheaper keepers, I thought 
uh, first i did not want uh, because in my team as you guys uh, as you can see i don't have too many budget buster players for starters and i have to plan budget buster really well because there are not a lot of budget options so thought midfield dynamos uh, let's go different a bit because a lot of the talk is uh, going towards budget buster and cheaper keepers because of the fixtures this weekend so thought midfield dynamos was optimal and or with the players that i had i thought and the fixture that they're playing i thought yeah why not let's have a crack at it and uh, really went well uh, could have been much more well the gone brilliantly well at philogen bidis scored that penalty but he fluffed his line and but apart from that i think i can say out of the five midfield players three spot on with their points sara got the usual performance bonus which it helps i kind of expected sara's points like that because uh, norwich without sergeant and barnes slowly returning and roar slowly returning to fitness uh, they aren't uh, going to score a bunch of lot of goals but whatever they should uh, score those goals probably sara would have had been an assister of those goals so eight points um, from him would have been better because he only scored four points smodix clark somerville uh, got the bunch of the points uh, philogene got only four but it uh, two points so really disappointed with philogene after the form he is in right now it really bizarre to see him missed a penalty the easiest one to score a goal he missed his line but uh, yeah apart from that armstrong got me 16 rata got me 5 uh, walker peters got me 8 leaf davis they were reliable got me 10 points and mumba got me 2 points and johansen of rotherham uh, he's getting nice safe points of late so he got me 7 points as well so yeah 118 minus 414 quite happy get me gave, gave me a rank uh, I think I moved around 150 places from where I was. Nice. Uh, so mm, add to that with the disappointment of all those budget buster managers, uh, it really helped <laughs> midfield and it really helped me to crop up the rankings. So, and we will know Touché. much about the budget. <laughs> we will we'll know much about uh, the budget buster disappointment from Joe. So Joe. <laughs> Mike is on Spoilers. you now. <laughs> no, people have probably seen it on Twitter by now. So it's fine. Right. It's like a layoff for you, Joel. <laughs> on that Take note, are we ready? Are we ready for this yes. disaster? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I've been making really good progress, you know. Um, as David alluded to earlier, I scored 117 points last game with no boost, and I was up to 53rd, feeling really positive actually about my gaffer season. Um, like good progress is being made. A couple of seasons outside the top 100. Let's let's do well this time, um, and let's push forwards. And then I played Budget Buster this week, and Saturday proceeded to be probably my worst gaffer day, maybe ever. Maybe ever. Um, and as you can see, my score is 94 minus 12, which is only two points more than David scored um, net. Um, so, um, and I got a 34 place red arrow from 53rd to 87th. So I have oh, chucked no. away a boost. Now, do I regret this? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I kind of 
I, I knew the risks going into it. Budget Buster is obviously a very high variance boost in that you know, if you play midfield dynamos instead, which was the other option, you're not going to lose ground playing midfield dynamos. Um, but the ceiling is a lot lower. Um, whereas for Budget Buster, I felt the ceiling is, is really high. And if you get lucky, you can go through the roof. Um, but a series of unfortunate events happened. So who did I sell? I sold Jewsby Hall. I was not pleased with West Brom's defending in the 94th minute where he got his assist. Um, I thought it was a good week to get rid of him and then bring him straight back because I thought West Brom had been quite good defensively recently, which they have been. Um, I sold all three of my strikers. No, I didn't. Two of my... I kept Broadhead, sorry. I sold Rutter and Pirot for Chaplin and Whitaker. I sold... Um, so I brought in Miyoshi for... That's who I brought in for um, Drewsby Hall. And I brought in Key and Sanderson in for Hume and uh, Leif Davis. Um, and yeah, a whole series of unfortunate things happened. So um, Kakai got benched and then QPR went on to keep a clean sheet. Big swing there. Um, Key got benched. The other person I was probably going to get instead was was Iwu of, of Birmingham and he would have got me 15 points because of the clean sheet. But instead I got two for Key. The uh, reason I brought him in was because I thought he'd be quite good for performance bonus um, as we saw earlier in the season. Um, a couple of other minor annoyances were like Huggins' first half clean sheet wipeout after four, with only a couple of minutes left of the first half and a Hladke very, very late uh, second half clean sheet wipeout against Coventry, considering half clean sheets are worth five points when you're on Budget Buster. But the real kicker was Philogene missing his penalty. Um, I was I had final score on at the same and I I was thinking... Okay, this is a chance for it to for it to be okay. It'll be okay if he scores this, and then he misses the penalty, and the swing is absolutely huge. Like going from instead plus three plus some bonus to instead getting minus two for the penalty miss. It's like fifteen twenty points. because he gets minus now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well. It's like a fifteen oh. twenty point swing just from him missing the penalty. So. Yikes! Um, yeah, I also considered Hurst, but I don't think I was ever going to go for him over Chaplin. So I'm not going to claim to have been unlucky there I don't think but it was a bit annoying that he was the one that, that scored it instead of Chaplin um, so yeah the only real successes in the team were Broadhead but I already owned him and Sanderson um, who kept the clean sheet and the rest not not great so um, yeah it was a, a tough one to take and my bench is full of points Smodix, Clark and Walker Peters um, but you know, it comes to the territory with Budget Buster and I'm seeing people talking about still playing eight, nine budget players and I just hope the same happens to you in Game Week 22, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what hurt me more than I think my budget players blanking was all the, 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 all the popular picks returning. I was just hoping, you know, maybe h half the popular picks would return and, and I would do okay and it wouldn't be too high scoring a week. Um, you know, all it takes, even if you're taking a hit for a budget player, all it takes is for that budget player to return once and you've paid back the hit and you're, you're, you're beating um, what the player you sold would have got unless they've got like 15 points. So, you know, I felt, you know, if, if I could have hit a haul, like if Whitaker had managed to get a brace or something or if someone had managed to get, you know, a 15-pointer in my team, um, I'd have been looking really nice. Um, but it wasn't to be. Um, and therefore, yeah, I think... The goal now is just to kind of stay in the top 100 up until game week 30 because now I've played two boosts. I feel like most of the top 100 will have played one by now, but I will be behind most of them because they will have still not played one or two boosts, uh, two or maybe three boosts. So, yeah, um, if I can kind of 
get to game week 13 i'm still in the top 100 i'll, I'll be pretty happy um and yeah happy enough with my team moving forward as well so hopefully it's, it won't be too too bad in the long term yeah that's my budget buster let's move on from that uh... all right so i've got a few things to talk about um we'll start with with Southampton, I think, because they're on a really good run of form at the moment. Um, closing in on that top two after um, a run of really good mm. results. I think it's like nine or ten unbeaten at the moment. Um, we'll remember early on in the season defensively, they were shocking. They seem to have fixed that mm. quite well. Kyle Walker-Peters is now a very template option for us. Um, but also, let's talk about Adam Armstrong, I think, because um, for a while, earlier on in the season, you know, we, we were debating him a lot in terms of whether he was a good option when he was dropping deep into midfield, but it looks like he's playing up top a lot more now, even with Adams in the side. Adams played at the weekend against Cardiff, but Armstrong was still playing up front. And actually I watched the extended highlights and he could have had like four attacking returns. Um, he obviously got the brace, had an assist ruled out for offside, almost got a couple of other assists, had a couple of other chances as well. Like he was so heavily involved in everything Southampton were doing. Um, those of us who don't have him and haven't had him for a while, maybe looking to, to move on to someone like Piro, sh should we be prioritising getting him, him in at the moment? Or do you think um, he's not necessarily a, a priority or, or a must-have right now? Like the way you're describing him like reminds me of Tony some years ago, like just involved in everything all of a sudden. And uh, hearing that, I don't, I don't want to miss out anymore because I sold him two weeks ago for Vardy, which worked out. Yeah. And he got the point, some bonus points for my follow the leader, but uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so I have two researchers now. So yeah, he's going, uh, and I'm probably getting Armstrong because I can't like, not have him. Mm. It's, it's yeah, feels like missing out on a very good option. <laughs> Abhishek, you have him. Do you think we should be getting him in? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's high time the owners of Piro should move on. Uh, to I mean, should downgrade him to Rachel, I say downgrade just because he's a million less. And or if you own Rutter, should move on to Adam Armstrong because he is the guy that is scoring all the bunch of all the goals, all the and getting all the points for so from uh, whenever Southampton plays. Even if he assists, even uh, if he blanks, he gets all the performance bonuses as well as, as I think for the past, I think uh, game week, uh, it is 19, right? So 17, 16, yeah. he got performance bonus only. But that uh, that also got me, what, four, five, six, seven, eight points from him. Oh. So that was nice. So without any scoring any goals, he's scoring, getting me seven to eight points every week. That's a kind of uh, player that I really want to have in my team uh, with whatever money that uh, that is on him right now. I would like to spend him, uh, spend on him because he's he's getting me those points. Even if I don't captain him or vice captain him, yeah, imagine if I vice captain or captain him, then that would have been a nice bunch of points. But yeah, I think um, uh, Kyle Walker beat uh, Southampton being defensively sound now. For the past, I think, one month or one and a half months. I think Adam Armstrong, Kyle Walker-Peters are your number one and two picks. If you are going to, if you don't own them, if you own them, don't sell them. Uh, even if uh, you're playing any boost uh, or something like that, don't, do not sell him. Uh, because they are the form team right now. And with Leicester and others dropping points, 
it looks like they are going to be in the mix for the playoffs. Mm. So it, does it look like he's the, the performance points is like matching up to the eye test because you said he played very well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone was saying at the start of the season that he was playing deeper and he might not be that much involved if the likes of Che Adams and others play in front of him. But uh, that is clearly not the case now. Whatever, whether he's coming down to receive the ball and he's getting those assists. So that uh, uh, theory that he will uh, not be scoring that much of points uh, as a center forward or whether he plays at number 10 or whether he plays at a center forward, that doesn't, uh, that theory has grown out of the window now because everything goes through him, everything. So he is the number one guy when Russell Martin picks his squad nowadays, uh, starting 11 nowadays. So you have to have him. at least uh, because he's a captaincy option in every week with the performance he's putting up for the past one month uh, before the international break and after the international break. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he is a definite, he is a definite buy now. I was just having a little look at some of the comparisons between Pereira and Armstrong. In terms of underlying numbers next year and stuff, they're kind of similar at the moment, but I still think Armstrong is probably a slightly better option for a couple of reasons. Um, firstly, minutes. Um, Pereira is obviously more mm. likely to get subbed off early with the attacking options leads have. Performance bonus also. Mm. I think Armstrong, I, I, I'd have to check if the data backs this up, but I, I, my hunch is that Armstrong is, is probably better for bonus than Pereira just because... Um, Leeds have players like Somerville and, and others that really do mop up the bonus um, and mm. take that away from Piro, um, even though mm. Piro is all right for things like key passes, whereas, whereas for Southampton, I think Armstrong's probably a bit better for a bit more standout mm. in terms of bonus. Um, and obviously, they're both on pens, and Leeds just share around the goals a lot um, in terms of like goal involvement. Piro is not in, involved as in, in as many goals as as Armstrong is. Pirro's still yeah, fine. I, like, I, if you've got other fires, I think you're okay to hold Pirro, but I do just think Armstrong is slightly better at the minute. Yeah, I, I mean, the problem was whatever that we w- were worried, uh, because when Armstrong came down at number 10 and Che Adams starting up top ahead of him, uh, the similar situation happened with Rutter and Pirro. But Armstrong has adapted to it and enhanced his game, whereas Pirro has too many talented players alongside him. As a result of that, he doesn't get the share of the attacking numbers that the likes of Somerville. Dan, even Dan James is getting far more re- mm. better returns than wow. Piro nowadays. So that's the issue with uh, Leeds right now. They have too many attacking talents. So Piro is not able to do what he was doing at Swansea. Whereas in terms of Southampton, everything goes through Armstrong. Uh, uh, because Che Adams and the other forwards get rotated quite a lot. Uh, they don't have the likes of some of the quality of some of uh, or they have the players. The likes of Alcaraz, Sulemana are there are are good players. It, uh, uh, who is the other guy? Edoze. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to pick that yeah. third player. I think there's a bit too much yeah. rotation in those midfield spots. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you wouldn't I like mean, go for a midfielder for them because they are like too. Uh, spread around and you have two better options is it like because they're they playing don't. so well you, you you just want to have three but you necessarily shouldn't i think two is fine i don't think the the midfielders come close to the already you know the template picks that are in the game already in terms of numbers so I, yeah I think you'd want to go there. I how, mean, how about the uh, second defender 
Manning and Bree seem to be rotating at the moment, so that's a no-go. So then you're left with a central defender who's a bit pricey. So I, I don't think so, yeah. unless you unless you have the money. Um, you're, you're going for like, uh, isn't Ampedo also a central defender in Leeds? Yeah, but he so plays like going in for the, the midfield. Options, but yeah. I mean, he's a defender in the game, but he plays, but he plays in the midfield. So but does that help him his uh, like stats and uh, bonus? I don't do think, think so because he's not involved. He's a yeah, defensive yeah, midfielder. I think so we talked yeah. about this uh, earlier. Like, it's not necessarily uh, helping him as a fancy asset. Maybe it's like no. I think the main thing is that in case of Ampadu, he can get those performance bonus. If Passing. he hits those numbers, whereas yeah. in, if you go for likes of Bay, uh, Hayward Bailey's or Bedrenak, they will not hit those performance bonuses. Yeah. That's the only caveat that you have for leads and Southampton. Yeah, because you don't get yeah. do, do you get performance bonus for like keeping clean sheets, or is it just from actions? Defensive. Uh, no, no. Full clean sheet. Yeah, I think you do for full clean sheet. But it's not like Better, that much. Like plus one. No, I mean if he has defensive actions. Then he is more inclined to get the performance bonus yeah, than a yeah. clean sheet. So, yeah, uh, it's really tricky to uh, decide. I mean, uh, Kyle Walker Peters is an easy option because he bombs forward, he uh, ha- attacks, he can score goals, provide assists. That's why Kyle Walker. So, if you want to have uh, a defender like that, wingbacks are the optimal options. Uh, central defenders do not get those many points unless. Uh, one comes up. I mean, last season I think McGinnis, or uh, the Cardi- another Cardiff one that we were having. That I mean, they were he- uh, scoring heading go- headed goals. Unless those things happen, central defenders don't get too many points in Gaffer. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas wingbacks are the op- from, uh, optimal options here. So, and also I think if you compare the both the two sides, Leeds and Southampton, Leeds have uh, the points. They have a much more attacking. Um, they have more advanced attacking talent as compared to Southampton as of right now, uh, currently after 19 games. Uh, so you have you can uh, pick a lot of players from Leeds, whereas for Southampton, that uh, thing comes down to only those two players that yeah. we talked about. I mean, Adam Armstrong and Kyle Walker-Peter. Just to round off this discussion then on, on Adam Armstrong, um, obviously I know people, quite a lot of people are looking at um, Budget Buster 22, um, and so, therefore, getting Armstrong in wouldn't be a, be a priority. And I guess one of the, the, I guess, counters to you know get him in now is they've got three away games in the next four. Their next one's Watford, which isn't easy. Um, but you know, once you hit twenty after twenty two, their run is really nice. It's QPR away, Swansea home, Plymouth home, Norwich away, Sheffield Wednesday at home. I see a lot of goals for Southampton in that run from game week twenty three through through game week twenty seven. Um, and actually, that could be a really good time to get him in, um, particularly if you want to do the switch from Piro, for example. Um, the the fixtures that, that Leeds have from game week 23 at Ipswich at home, then three away games in four, including West Brom, who are obviously a tough nut to crack at the moment. So I, I think if you look at the fixtures between the two, game week 23 to game week 27, Armstrong is, is well clear um, of, of Piro in, in that spell. So, um, you know, maybe he's not an imminent buy, but, um, you know, when we get to that period maybe he is um obviously rotation could be an issue around them with christmas but when it will be for every single player in the game so yeah any final words on southampton or should we move on to another topic this more cool before we go on to like budget buster and boost plans i guess maybe a couple of other teams to, to talk about so like west brom are doing quite well at the moment up to fifth 
Um, but from a gaffer point of view, it's really tricky with them. Like, do you think we should be looking at any West Brom assets at the moment? I mean, Furlong's in, in a lot of teams. Um, but aside from that, I, I'm struggling with their attack at the moment. And Wallace is injured, right? Yeah, Wallace is injured. I mean, Swift, uh, Wallace is injured. Swift just came back. I think Matt Phillips is becoming a quite a decent option uh, from West Brom if you are not going to spend that much money in the likes of, on the likes of Swift uh, or Wallace uh, when he gets fit. Uh, then uh, Matt Phillips can be on it. Diangana is also another decent option. Uh, yeah, I saw so, some people like regretting not getting him some weeks ago when they got some. Yeah, they were like yes. debating him, but like looking at other options since like he he did well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem is that they don't. If uh, Asante Samuel doesn't play, then Swift plays up top, and that becomes a much more interesting option uh, from West Brom because he will score you those goals uh, he will uh, he with Wallace now injured he gets the all the free kicks and all those things so he can be an option uh, but he's 10 million so that's an issue right now because majority of our squads already have high price players uh, or some um, uh, quite a lot of money invested on the likes of Rutter, on the likes of Somerville, on the likes of ADH, Sarah, Clark. So you have to break the template to get him in right now. Uh, so Breaking that uh, template I mean, midfield is tough at the moment, isn't, isn't it? Because they're also yeah, you know, it's like, really, you know, picking from like seven or eight midfielders who are all just so far clear of everyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's got really tough. And uh, if West Brom do sign somebody in January or DK gets back to full fitness, then we can do a bit of chop and changing and get a West Brom player uh, in terms of attacking talent. But apart from that, I think defence is the only option right now for us to invest, mm. I think. I think I'm in agreement. I just saw that Phillips was benched in midweek and only played 45 minutes on Saturday. I don't know if he started or, or went and went up at half-time or came on at half-time, which, which way around it was, but he's, his minutes seem to have dropped. So... He looks like a non-option at the minute. I, I think I'm in agreement. It's defence only. Furlong probably in terms of his attacking potential. But only 16 points behind is Kipre at 5.5. So if money's an issue, I don't think Kipre's a bad a bad, ish, a bad option. Um, West Brom have only conceded 19 goals this season. That's the second best in the league after Leicester, who've only conceded 12. And yet I haven't owned a Leicester defender once. What am I playing at? Eh? <laughs> so, you know, that's an average of a goal a game. Um so yeah, West Brom defensively could could be a good option in terms of those half clean sheets. It's just bonus is is a trickier thing, I guess. David, have you got anything? Any opinions on West Brom? Um, yeah, I don't really know, but it's um, I think you've covered most of it. It's like it could be good, but it's not really easy to know. Mm. <laughs> but uh, they have some. It's like the the team has no. Like, for example, at Southampton, you have two players that are above above 100 points. But in this team, it's like everyone is like around 80 to 90 points. So it's like, if you just look at that, you just have to look very much into stats and things, I think, for West Brom compared to like Southampton because it's like more clear cut. But mm. here it's like a bit more nuanced. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, I think that's it. 
and uh, I, I think if you look at the fixtures also they have a mixed bag of mixed bag of fixtures uh, till the month of january i guess uh, so some uh, they have a decent run so if you want i mean basically if you want to be a bit of a punt if you want to take a bit of punt then i think you can go for uh, those players apart from for long i think uh, if you want to have a punt uh, because they face rotherham in two weeks so that's that is a nice option to take up on they face stoke as well and so these two games can be a decent option uh, because a lot of teams face each other uh, so it will be a tough game so yeah i think if you really want to have a punt uh, then i think yeah these are the attack options the midfielders that we talk about uh, from west brom can be an option but apart from that i don't think but uh, it's a fall it's for long on no one as of right now uh, and the fixtures also doesn't back them too much but you know west brom has been doing punching above their weight without any striker so far to this this season so who knows mm. yeah indeed okay that wraps up west brom then i guess a couple more small things i think that are worth talking about first is Hull and particularly Fulgin Bidais. Because since we last recorded, um, he's gone from being in no one's team to being a very popular option. I'm not, I don't really want to spend too long on this, but I'm just going to call out some stats. This is from his last four games, okay? Just to, just to illustrate, if you haven't clocked onto this yet, just how crazy his numbers are. So, admittedly, these four fixtures were quite good. Huddersfield, Swansea, Rotherham and Watford. But in the Watford game... Um, obviously Mr. Penn, but he had two key passes, four shots on target and four successful dribbles. In terms of bonus, that's great numbers. Against Rotherham, he had he obviously scored a brace and only played an hour, but he had three shots on target, two key passes. And then against Swansea, he had five key passes, three shots on target and two successful dribbles. And then against Huddersfield, he had four key passes, one shot on target and four successful dribbles. Um, so that's just over the last four games. Um, but obviously, it stretches back further than that. His bonus numbers are absolutely incredible. Like, I, I, next time we do the bonus stats thing, he should come out and start looking at these numbers. Like, <laughs> he, he is good for all of the attacking actions, not just, you know, obviously, Sarah is like a key pass merchant. Juicy Hall is a key pass merchant, but he has shots on target and he has dribbles as well in his arsenal. Um, he is the sort of player I think is going to get four bonus like pretty much every game unless he misses penalties. So <laughs> get him in. If you don't have him, get him in. Um, admittedly, the fixtures are probably going to get tougher. Um, they've got while well, it loads. Uh, they've got QPR away, Middlesbrough away, Cardiff at home, Bristol City away, Sunderland at home in the next five. Not bad. So yeah, get him. But when did this happen? I I, I can't like remember the last time we talked about like good midfielders he was not part of the conversation but now it's just like amazing what's happened he i don't know what his numbers were like further back i'm i'm guessing he was just going under the radar. I, don't, I don't think we've talked about him ever before on an episode he he went under the radar i think um but hmm. basically people have just started noticing him I, I would be interested to see what his numbers were like sort of you know in september or oh. whatever but like yeah i think after the october month international break when he came back from the under 21s i think uh, he was on form in both the games for the under 21s most probably if i'm not mistaken since then uh, and they have got squad twine back to his best playing at his best when the squad twine that we know from mk dons on, on league one uh, 
uh, which made him the move, uh, which made uh, make him the move to Burnley. But he did not play that much well. But Squat Twine and Philogen Bidis it really makes easy for Lime Dillup's job. Even though Lime Dillup's is not scoring, these two guys are really overshadowing him, and that's why Hull are really flying at, as well. I mean, uh, they are not there. They do, I don't think uh, Tufan is playing either for them, and still they're that's winning crazy. like. And still, they're winning, and they're not winning. They're not winning one nil, two nil. They're winning handsomely. They're scoring three goals, four goals, uh, without Azan Tufan playing. I, um, he hasn't been able to make since the injury here. So, without your best scorer for the first, uh, I mean, first twelve games that, that were dragging your side in the chain, in the table, it, they have been. They are now in the comfortably playing in the play, in the playoff spots right now, and um, they're doing really well. So you have to. I mean, even though you don't, I don't mind you know, doubling up on a whole city asset uh, with Twine as well uh, to just to break the template, because both of them are really, really, really looking really lively, really looking good, and Hull are so good to watch in the eye. It's so good to watch in the eye when they play. Yeah. I've just looked back, David, at some of their games early on the season, sort of October, and his numbers were good, but not this level. So I think he has exploded in the last sort of seven or eight games. Um, mm. So, yeah, it is it is a case of we, we've seen a massive improvement in the numbers, and now he is just an, an incredible option. Um, nice. You don't have him, do you, David? Do you have him, David? No. I yeah, prioritised the fatful leader thing, so that, yeah. I, that was like... I saw people talked about it, but that was like more interesting getting a third Leicester option and like, yeah. So it's funny this wasn't a priority. Everyone cottoned on in the same week as well. <laughs> and started buying yeah, and everyone got points like <laughs> apart from me. I captained, but uh, it was nice. <laughs> that was uh, when crazy. things were going nicely, nice and well. <laughs> things going well a few days ago. Just captained yeah. the sixteen points. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, probably going to get him as part of getting Armstrong back as well. Right, so let's move on to questions time. Uh, and uh, we have some questions uh, that are tying into the ones we already want to talk about. So we're just going to go through them. So the first one is from, I think it's Norwegian, Erik Nes Onstad. I can say it in Norwegian. That's hey. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love when that happens. I can just flex my Norwegian, even though it's my first language. Okay, yeah, anyway. Uh, really can't decide between boosts. Uh, Jeepers Keepers, Follow Leader, and bench, mm, Budget Buster. Uh, the latter demands huge surgery, and I'm unsure if the many hits will outscore the other boosts. Uh, Jeepers Keepers, I want to save for possible double with Middlesbrough. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, the three boosts are spot on. Uh, if you're looking at um, playing the boosts, uh, follow the leader, save for the big doubles because there will be a lot of doubles after the Africa round three uh, gets over. So there will be a lot of doubles and blanks. So save the follow the leader mm, till game week 27, 28. Do not play like that. And it doesn't require too much of a planning to do that. In terms of budget buster, it really depends on the weeks that uh, your budget players have a decent game. So as Joe played this week, he thought. As Joel played this week, he thought that 
he would have uh, those fixtures were really good uh, he had Ipswich players he had Plymouth players he had Birmingham players that were good granted that he did not get uh, that many points that he expected but it was really harsh on him because he has he did not predicted a missed penalty when he started planning for the budget buster team he did not expected uh, his players to get benched so you have to really plan accordingly the players uh, the budget players that you want to own uh, whether they are mm, having decent amount of minutes or not jeeper keeper is really uh, you can play it in any game week because you just require two decent game uh, goalkeepers for it and you have a lot of goalkeepers that are doing really well in terms of safe points in terms of clean sheet uh, getting half clean sheet points like so Johansson likes of Collins likes of Dieng and as you mentioned that uh, you're gonna save uh, Dieng uh, the deeper keeper boost for the Middlesbrough potential Middlesbrough double which I think we will come to know in the month of January because the League Cup uh, after the League Cup quarterfinal gets done if they don't qualify then they will not I, if uh, I think the second leg uh, of the League Cup probably has uh, uh, put in the weeks of the game uh, uh, gaffer game week so might they might miss not the first leg but the second leg Keep talking I'll check leg, that yeah I think uh, probably the second leg most probably I think I saw it uh, yesterday or the day before that but yeah Joe please check it and yeah I think if you one thing i can say that do not uh, do not use do not use overhaul into a budget buster team that's a horrible decision uh, because you will need a lot of uh, hits after the budget buster week to get to your actual team whereas in terms of if you have i mean uh, we always thought that seven or eight play budget players is enough for your budget buster week but looking at the kind of form the other teams on uh, the teams that are currently right now in i think six or seven is enough for your budget buster so you can take at least uh, uh two hits uh, whenever you decide to play the week uh, whenever in which week you're trying to play the boost i think two hits three hits is uh, is enough to have a budget buster team and that will help you i mean that gets fulfilled quite handsomely if you budget bust a player uh, at least get a return so yeah i think yeah, um, yeah. so uh, what's the leak leak ups uh, one yeah it's um there's no clash actually as it turns out um so it's all good no clash so, oh, so if, if middlesbrough get through to the semi-finals they they won't have any blanks um so it's all good mm. but worth okay checking so out. So I don't think Middlesbrough will have a potential double game with them. Well, it, it's the so, FA Cup, isn't it? It's, it's, it's there's that potential with yeah. the FA Cup. Um, which, which yeah, that's the. But but uh, there was a discussion about the League Cup. I think uh, it'll on. be the final. It'll be the final. I think that that's when there would be an issue. Um, but yeah, mm. in terms of yeah. my thoughts on that question, I guess the answer is all for me is do all three boosts at least those are the three i'm playing but i'm assuming he's played midfield dynamos um already which would be why that's that's not possible um yeah i mean obviously you're you're talking about whether the many hits will outscore the other two boosts and, and stuff like as as you'll have seen kind of from my team and, and other budget busters this week um it's 
the other boosts can't really they, they can't give you a negative result in that you score less points and you get a red <laughs> arrow um you know compared to budget buster where where that's clearly a risk um it really depends on what your risk appetite is because i still maintain that budget buster has has the highest ceiling of of those boosts of, of all, all of the boosts in this set um the, the problem is at the moment the template is so good and the template picks are returning most weeks um and that's that's making it really difficult um so it depends on whether you want to chase whether you're happy with your rank and you want to protect um i think jeepers keepers and follow the leader um you know you can't go too far wrong with in terms of also like you've got two heavy prep based boosts there um that you've not played whereas i think a lot of people were thinking get follow the leader out of the way early and then you've got plenty of time to sort out budget buster um if it's going to be really tricky to prepare for both i i would consider just doing follow the leader and, and jeepers keepers um i mean jeepers keepers i love no prep required and is a really high scoring boost so i think i think jeepers keepers is what is one to play um because of that that reason of, of surgery so if you decide to go against budget buster i think it's very low it's a low extremely low risk strategy and should still do quite well budget buster is if you really want to go for big a big green arrow but you're risking that red arrow that i got this week yeah it's a big risk big reward play i guess <laughs> and you uh, got yeah, the bad it, end of it this week but like you can, yeah, you can go I mean, very well okay so i mean also i mean it's the only boost that provides us with the highest number of times points yeah. It the, players, yeah. gets us to 2.5 times that we are going to get for every budget player. So, yeah, it's a high-risk, high-reward um, kind of boost. And you have to have, have... I mean, even if... Uh, I mean, in Joel's case, if Legion Bidis did not have missed that penalty, that was, a, as Joel mentioned, it's a 15-20 points difference. It's, mm -hmm. uh, he would have gotten that many amount of points and it would have been a, probably a grey arrow. If I'd have picked Iwo, and, Iwo instead and got another 13 points instead of key, you know, yeah, yeah it just it just requires two or three more things to go right and it would have been at least a green arrow, if not mm -hmm. you know, yeah. a good green arrow. So it's, it's yeah. the, the margins are really thin, like it doesn't take much for that budget buster to do really well. Um, yeah, you just need one mm. player to hold. But it's, it's like also... Um... If you don't want to take lots of hits like in one week that like you did, it's like more of a multiple game week boost actually because it impacts both before and after if you don't use a boost for it. So, yeah. and you you have to have players that are cheaper and um, not not as as explosive as the ones that you could have in those weeks before and after. So you have to look at that and also the fixtures before and after the budget boost week if it's actually worth it compared to the other boosts. Like for example, if you want to have five midfielders instead. I actually barely did any um, transfers that were with budget buster in mind before the week. The only one really was bringing in Philogene for Sara, um, mm -hmm. for but I, but he was in my mind he, he's in my mind probably a better asset than Sara anyway now. So I wasn't making my team worse. Sure, yeah. I may have brought in a defender. I might have brought in Huggins at one point with budget buster in mind, just kind of down the road, making sure I just kept underneath the the threshold um but like 
I guess that's the thing. If you do it over time, you're taking out good assets for multiple game weeks, but you're taking fewer hits in the week itself. I think you're probably better off taking a minus eight in the week itself because you're you're not yeah, spending as long without the, the assets. I mean, just for concept for context, actually, I was initially just thinking three transfers minus four and do it with like seven play uh, eight players, and then I took the two extra hits, thinking I'm going to roll the dice on two mm. more hits, um, and ultimately those players I brought in didn't really do what I wanted them to but like um you know there is that option of just doing it on on seven or eight um but did, did you make up hits. your hit hits you take, take, take did not did not take. not with Whitaker Whitaker was my last one I did Rutter to yeah. Whitaker um Whitaker scored five Rutter scored I think seven he won a maybe or maybe just five actually I think just five because he won a pen and didn't have any bonus so I basically just lost the four points. Um, so, you know, that's that's the case in point, right? If Whitaker had got one return, mm -hmm. I'm quids in there. Um, but it wasn't to be. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's up to you kind of how much you want to risk it and, and also kind of what your team would look like afterwards. Yeah. Very nice. Next one? Yes. Uh, from FPL Calypso. Uh, hi, guys. Wondering what points I should be looking for extra from the boosts, for example, I played full leader in midweek and got around fifty points above average. Is that it is decent? Thanks. Fifty points above <laughs> average is incredible, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Is, that, is this like a is a hidden flex or whatever it's called? Something. Yeah. Humble brag. Humble <laughs> <laughs> brag. Yeah. Is this any good? <laughs> yeah. It's, mm, yes. Yeah, it's very, very good. good. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Follow the leader. Follow the leader is one you want to be hitting like at least thirty points above the average, I think, um, because it's it's one of the better boosts. Um, but it depends on the boost. Some boosts, obviously, more high scoring than others. Um, but yeah, that's a great a great score. I think for cheapest keepers, you're probably looking at twenty to twenty five above the average, maybe. Um, Budget Buster, huge variation, as you saw. Um, so it's hard to pin a number down on it, but obviously you want to, to you know, make a gain from the boost. <laughs> um, midfield Dynamos, what, you've only got three and a half extra players. I think 20, 15 to 20, 15 is like average, 20 is good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we can take the next question, maybe. Uh, from Angus, uh, 81, our uh, chief uh, team news uh, guy. Thank you for your work. Uh, if you were playing the Leader, including Leicester and Southampton, who would your ideal triple-ups from those teams be? That's our question. <laughs> At least for Southampton. But yeah. Ideal. I, I did play it on uh, Leicester, and I had... Um, Mavididi, Vardy, and uh, Dewsbury Hall. So I, I don't think I had the ideal one, but I, I wanted to like to roll the dice on Vardy just in case he like got something against his old club or like yeah, started the game, which he did. But yeah, um, I think I saw that most people I saw actually had a defensive develop, so that's probably the more like wise play to go for. But I, I wanted to have uh, attackers against the weak side, so that was uh, what was that was what I did. Yeah, obviously, I don't know what week he's playing for the leader and what that fixture would be. That would maybe determine it. If it was a really strong defensive fixture, then probably 
you know, two defenders is good. Um, but also, you know, I, th- I think, well, obviously, Juicy Hall's a shoe in. Probably, probably Juicy Hall, Pereira, and then one of, like, Vestergaard, Justin, and Mavididi. I think Mavididi, the upside is probably a bit higher with him. So if you want to attack it, and it obviously depends on what other transfers you're trying to make for that follow the leader in terms of team structure. Like, it may, might, make, might make more sense to have double defense because you want attacking options from the other teams you're following the leader on, um, and vice versa. But I think. I think if I was to do it, I'd just taking that out of consideration, I'd probably choose Mavididi and Pereira alongside Juicy Hall just because the whole potential. I mean, I mean the two teams uh, that he has asked, these are the two teams that only has, right now, as of right now, two players that are definitely showing mm-hmm. both from both these sides. I mean, from Leicester, Ricardo and uh, Juicy Hall, and from Southampton, Walker Peters and Adam Armstrong yeah. is the third one that's been that has to be quite tricky. I mean, uh, I can have I can bring an argument that both of these teams' goalkeepers can be an option. Um, if you are looking at Hermes and Obazunu, they are keeping the clean sheets as well, even though they are not getting those safe points because um, the defensive defensive players are doing the bulk of the job and they don't have to save those shots but when uh, they are required to they are do- capable enough to get a, uh, get the shot saved maybe Hermeson is doing a lot more safe points getting a lot more safe points in terms uh, as compared to Bazunu but uh, they can be another option if we are really not if, because the other uh, from the other positions they're really not much option to choose from. Maybe Lester Mavididi is another option that you can choose. Uh, maybe Justin from defense, but he got benched, uh, I guess, in the midweek as well. So he is also a. So you have to contend with the rotation as well, even though you are playing follow the leader, or even if you're playing whatever boost you have, you have to contend with rotation nowadays, especially with these busy festive fixtures. So that third one is really tricky but to be on the safe side at least from one of those teams you may look at the goalkeeper you may look at goalkeeper also yeah uh, they can be they can also be a, a, an FPL option uh, if mm. you don't find any other options uh, in other positions especially Bazuni from Southampton can be a different option because from Leicester you get Justin you get uh, Mavididi as, uh, but from Southampton, you really don't have any other players. Uh, because as Joel mentioned uh, previously in the show, Brian Manning is quite rotatable now. Uh, Edozi, don't know what his minutes are like. Okay. Alcaraz, Alcaraz is also on the similar along the line. Stuart Armstrong is a maybe for me. I mean, he's, I think mm-hmm. he's uninspiring, but he has got the odd assist. And his minutes have looked yeah. reasonable recently. So I think if I was to choose a yeah. midfielder, I'd choose Stuart Armstrong. But I'm under, I think that third option is going to be underwhelming, if, whether it be a defender, yeah. Bazunu, or someone like Armstrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be really hard. I think if you have other t- teams on an FTL uh, that has decent amount of fixtures, then I think you may have to go for them. Mm-hmm. If you're not going for Southampton or Easter. Does it make a difference that Alcaraz played up top uh, this week, or is it, is it the same uh, danger? Did he play up top this week? 
uh, at least that's what my uh, app says. But it, it says that he played in front of Adams and, uh, and uh, Armstrong. But I mean, the, the games before he played on the wing, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure I believe your app, David, because <laughs> if, if with Adams and Armstrong in the team, it would surprise me if Alcaraz was going to play there. Yeah, I'm just looking at his heat map. Yeah, he definitely didn't play up top. He played. Alcaraz did top. play up top, but don't. don't no, he he I mean, that's. No, yeah. In the game, he did not play, but from the. I mean, in the sofa score or whatever, uh, whatever app you look at Why the lineups, he is just saying Alcaraz up top. Uh, but he did Confusing not. Confusing. <laughs> yeah, he did not play. Look stupid. The heat maps are more reliable than the apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Look at those. Uh, all the right lineup sites are showing Carlos Alcaraz up top, but he. That's weird. He's not. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is weird. That is really weird. You heard it here first. He's not playing on top. <laughs> <laughs> that real ground-breaking piece of info right there. <laughs> yeah. Top journalism. Yeah. So. Oh, dear. Yeah. Let's move on. So yeah, I think Angus uh, get the gist. Uh, two options yeah. from both sides are pretty much nailed. The third option will we be. Really answer his question. <laughs> Yeah, I think we give give him some options, uh, and now the choice is on him. (laughs) Like he doesn't know about them already, but yeah, thanks for asking in a way. Yeah. I know what the answer is, but I want to know what you think. (laughs) Yeah. Confirmation confirmation bias from the unofficial podcast. uh, I think the only thing that he can get out of that is that Goalkeepers can be an option because that's your. <laughs> that's a good advice. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help that we don't know what his team is and what week what week he's playing it. Yeah. In, so you know, it, yeah, it depends but, on uh, that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, but my my like view of uh, his like the selections is like he he's like always in front of the curve, like bringing in players that I wouldn't consider at least. So maybe he's like a goalkeeper guy. He's <laughs> having a great season though. Sorry, yeah, Angus, if you're listening, but I I believe he's not having a great season this year. Uh, so, so his gambles aren't working at the moment. So. Yeah, and he's had yeah, Isaiah I mean, Jones and stuff, for example. Which yeah, is the gamble that uh, he the, the gambles did pay off last season pretty well for him. This yeah. season, he has had a couple of those gambles. I've seen his square before the start of the season. I've seen his teams, but yeah, it did, didn't. Uh, it's not working. I think Dan is having a decent amount of season. Uh, but I think uh, in the past few weeks, it has also he has also dropped a few points here and there. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Next question uh, from Rambo Muna, um, which has uh, he has also put a um, screenshot of his team, so I can just read the question and team afterwards. Uh, looking to play cheapest keepers with Johansson and O'Leary in future game week would it be perfect? Uh, second base. Uh, Okay, yeah, it's uh, two questions, so we can ask, answer the first one. John Hanson and O'Leary. Is that a good combo? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's a good combo. Let me get up the save stats uh, while you, yeah. He doesn't have either yeah. Latke or Dieng, which I haven't seen much. Yeah, I mean, uh, his, uh, the only caveat is that the goalkeeper duo that he has is not primed for clean sheet points. 
So that's the only caveat he has. Uh, but in GPS, I mean, that's, that's not what you're after, is it? You have to saves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, saves. But I think, yeah, I think he's in a good position because he has a unique duo that like could do well for saves any week, <laughs> really. And he's he doesn't Johansson, have to do anything to get them. Johansson, I'm confident on saves. O'Leary, I don't. I am not confident. Let's see what the odds is. Okay, so stats have just got them up. So yeah, Johansson's top on 75 saves. Um, O'Leary Ooh. is sixth on 54, but he's in like a group of about five or five or six keepers that have got like between 50 and 56 saves. So he's in like that kind of upper middle chunk. If you wanted the, yeah. the the probably even better ones for saves than him, there's Rushworth on 67 at Swansea and Ruddy on 63 at Birmingham. Um, is he asking what what game week would be would be a good game week to play it? Or? No, no it's I just, think he's asking. It's, it's a, in a, a first future game week. Okay. I think he's he's he look, it looks like he's happy with those two, and he just like wants to ask what we think. But yeah, I think yeah. it's a good combo. If he picks a yeah. game week where Bristol have a particularly tough fixture, then that's fine. Mm. Like that's good. Yeah. I like yeah. It. Cool. Uh, second question: Based on the team, which game week would be perfect to play Ben? Uh, why does he bench this? My FPL is like ingrained into my brain. Uh, budget Buster. Uh, whom should I plan to buy and sell based on that? So I can just read out the team. Uh, Johansson, Perengi, um, Barbosa, oh, yeah, Ricardo, uh, Davis, uh, Somerville, Philogene, Smodix, uh, Dusper Hall, Clark, Rutter, Armstrong. And the bench is like cut off. So I, I would assume it's, assume it's Mumba, probably Stoke Defender, and... Uh, Broadhead or Chaplin? Luke, so yeah, uh, I mean, his yeah, Chaplin. bench is uh, not Chaplin, his bench is Broadhead, Huggins, and Scar. Okay, so he has yeah. three budget buster players already on the bench. Mm-hmm. And four, five at the moment, then, including so a keeper and then four outfield. Smodic is, yeah. isn't? Smodic's no, Smodic isn't. So it's a six uh, O'Leary is a budget buster keeper, so he has four bench players that are budget buster. Philogen Bidis, so far. He's a budget buster player. I don't know by the time uh, he will be a budget buster player by the time uh, yeah. he plays it. That's, That's actually a good point. It. Like you have to like uh, keep in mind that if you want to play budget buster on Felix Jean, you probably have to do it soon because yeah. he can go above the threshold. He's six three. Yeah. Oh, that could be like in a week or two time actually. Yeah, if he scored a two couple <laughs> of goals in one game or two games, he's going above the threshold. So yeah. It's a risk with Philogene Bidis, but uh, as of now, it, uh, fingers crossed uh, whether he comes. Game week 22, looking at game week 2023 is the optimal week to play a budget buster. Uh, if you set up your team or if you uh, adapt your plans according to it, uh, because Plymouth has a nice game, Ipswich has a nice game in 22, Plymouth has a nice game, I guess, in 22 as well, uh, or 23, maybe. Uh, hold on. Ipswich has a nice game in 22. If we're playing a budget buster, no, if, uh, yeah, he has Norwich and uh, Plymouth has Rotherham in 22. So, 22 is it looks to be the prime week to play a budget buster, uh, where the lot of budget buster players are there, likes of uh, Chaplin, Burns, uh, Whitaker, Azaz. Hardy is also becoming fit, so he can be another budget buster, decent budget buster option. Uh, if you're mm, not going to go with the double switch forward, the double flipper forward can be an option as well. So, yeah, 22 looking at it. So, I think you get two to three transfers. Uh, two, two transfers, I guess. Three, no, three, trans- three free transfers uh, three. and whatever he transfers, 
you are looking to get. So you already have five uh, uh, or four if you don't include Fulgen bidets. You can bench uh, so, four as well. So uh, yeah, uh, so you just gonna need four to five players. That gives you nine players. I think your team is pretty much set up for game recognition. Like, he also asks who. So hmm. yeah, it's, it's buy. probably that triple Plymouth, triple Ipswich, and then a couple of others sprinkled in, right? Um, mm-hmm. Would make a lot of sense. In Maybe hard to sell. Spooky. Like and G and Davis, I think are very sellable. Leaf Davis, just because. Ipswich about to go into a really tough run of fixtures. Um, so those can go. Clark can go. The attackers, it's difficult. Like you're going to have to take a risk in selling your attackers. Um, all mm. of your front eight, or, or even like the seven that we can see on the pitch there, they're all fantastic assets. They could yeah, return, I think... and they literally all returned this week, apart from Philogene. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Clark and Rutter uh, can be rotated uh, for the budget buster cheap and then bring back next week. But the likes of Summer, you can't sell Summerville, you can't sell Armstrong. That's a, uh, that's uh, that's a sure. Sh- you can sell Smodix yeah. because Blackburn's pictures are mixed back. They've got so, Southampton in game twenty two, so uh, away. So yeah. I think he's sellable briefly for that yeah. week and then bring him back. For oh, when yeah, so these are the options you can sell and you know, for the other guys. That you are gonna be in for the budget, but players that you can bring. So yeah, mm. give me twenty-two. Do uh, we like? Yeah, do we know uh, if there's like a cap on how much a player can rise in the weekend ever? I thought it was just point one. Although I might be wrong. Maybe you can go point two in a very exceptional case. I can't remember because it's like if it's just one, it can be still happen in three weeks. Mm. But it it isn't 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 like guaranteed because it's the week you play it. It can still be. It doesn't have to be mm. before the deadline. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, yeah, you'll know before again, the game week. You'll know before the game. Yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. And I think if you have a lot of, uh, if you have scored a goal, assisted, and a lot of performance bonus also is accumulated, I think that player is much more inclined to get a price rise than a say than say a player who just scored a goal and nothing, no much, nothing as a performance bonus or just gets an assist. Yeah, and that, that's a good bonus. point actually because. Uh, if people don't know, it's not like based on how many people buy. Like in many games, it's performance based, right? Yeah, no. So yeah, no. depends. That's on that's like a good indicator if you are like worried about it has it scored or has it this week. Yeah, um, I mean, if, uh, people can take that are like just about below that you plan to buy in as well. If this like if they are on the threshold the week before, mm. maybe like be yeah. cautious. I mean, people can take the example of Sarah. He's the master of getting these performance bonuses. Even though Norwich loses or he doesn't return, uh, he hasn't gone down or gone up um, that much in prices. Price, uh, even though he's scoring just performance bonuses as well. So it really depends on whether that player that you are uh, pinning your hopes on gets goals, assists, performance bonus, all those three in a week or back-to-back weeks. Then you're trying to get 0.1.2 million in, in price rise. Otherwise, it's uh, um, and with the uh, performance, Philogen Bidays, the stats that Joel just read it out about if, uh, earlier in the show, Philogen Bidays is much more inclined to get a price rise and move away from the threshold of Budget Buster than any other player right now. So just keep an eye on him and make your plans accordingly. Cool. That's all the questions, right? I believe. Yes.
That's right. Mm. Okay. So plans for game week 20 then. Um, I can't believe we're at game week 20 already. It's flown. Um, nearly halfway through the season. David, your team is on the screen. What are your early thoughts? Uh, so I have uh, two, three, three, three transfers. There we go. Um, How much fee? Two transfers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I talked about it a bit earlier, but I'm probably selling. Yeah, that's that's real. Mavididi. Unfortunately, my I like that player, but it's not. Uh, he's like too expensive to keep. Uh, if I want to get Armstrong, so yeah, I think I'm going to go. Mavididi to uh, Philo and Vardy to Armstrong. Plymouth at home and you want to sell Mavididi? Mm, I'm not sure. It's, it's like <laughs> what's more important, that game or having Armstrong? But we also talked about the, their fixtures being better afterwards. So maybe it's not that clear cut. But I have to do something, I feel like. <laughs> I might make the mistake again of like thinking I have to do something with two three transfers. Like the NFL, but... I'm all for selling Mavididi because he already owned KDH. If he hasn't owned KDH, then I would have. Yeah, I do. So I, do I, I still don't think that's rele like relevant. The fact that he owns oh, KDH yeah. has no bearing on whether Mavididi is good asset or not. So I don't. No, not, yeah, it, it, it is. It is. Let's be. Let, look, look. Let's be clear. <laughs> KDH is a far better asset than Mavididi. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make Mavididi worse. That doesn't That's mean yeah. that you should sell. I'm not saying that Hall, uh, sell Mavidi because he owns Hall. I could sell. I mean, in terms, terms of if you're looking at from the fixtures point of view, if you're uh, looking at uh, playing Plymouth, if you're saying if you're rounding up on that point, who would you rather sell sell first? If you own KDH and Mavidi, you are selling Mavidi. But, but let's say I don't have to sell sell any of them. I can just sell. Uh, how, for example, how uh, how is the Silva doing? I, I remember last time we played, we were talking about he's doing well. Can he's we a get sell. Him? So I got him. He's, he's a sell. sell. He's not. Okay. He's he's, an, he's now not nailed. Bidwell is. Oh he's really? There you go. And he's five point six. So yeah, yeah. I can I can get a better buster defender for him. Yeah. And then the problem is Armstrong. not only it's a bigger fire in terms of money because Armstrong isn't cheap. He's upwards wow. of 11 million, I think. 11.2 million, I guess, probably. Yeah. So Funny you thing need is like, the money. Yeah. Funny thing is like, I, uh, I got like uh, roasted, my team got roasted before the season because I had like an FPL defense, like super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and now my defense is too expensive. <laughs> like 5 6.0, 5.6, 5.6, 4.5. I was really worried at the start of the season about not having like three or four big defenders like everyone else and it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I caved. But uh, I don't have Walker Peters or Ricardo. So it's yeah, just like I think meh. <laughs> that, that's but expensive. <laughs> not good. I mean, like, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's my priority. Uh, I have decided. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm... <laughs> Uh, the likes of Ampadu and Da Silva can go now. Okay, WP and Ricardo. I don't like the players that I just thought, I was talking about yeah, Melody, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah, the Silva is the priority for me, so yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, now I have a plan. <laughs> when, when are you budget bustering, David? I've become the guy that just follows the crowd now, but uh, it looks good in 22. Um, so, so you have to go down then, probably, to a budget defender, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm. 
and yeah, I have Rowe okay. who's back. So that's, that's good. good. I mean, be- better settle your attacking players first. Better settle your team before you go move on to your budget buster planning. Yeah, because uh, you, you can't just just look at that. If your team is like yeah. in a not ideal state, even though you can, yeah, I can just sort out the budget buster and get the. You have to still think about weeks coming up and. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's enough for me. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> move on to Yavashek next, I think. There you go. Yeah, I think, I think I'm, uh, may, possibly I'm going to do a budget player uh, because pretty much settled with my squad. I don't want to change anything. Uh, I think uh, I have Rutter, Armstrong, Somerville. Maybe it might be it's time to sell Sarah because Roe is back. So I fulfill my Norwich asset along with Budget Buster as well because think Roe will be playing. Uh, it's the defense that I'm pretty pretty much worried about because two of my budget players uh, have not yet started the last two to three games. And that's going to be a real issue because those are my budget buster players. If those two, those two players doesn't start, then I don't have any budget players. <laughs> then I'm down, down to two players from four players. So it will be an interesting decision right now because uh, the budget goalkeeper that I had, Alan Wick, he's also dropped now. <laughs> so literally, I have only Broadhead. <laughs> have to play. For... Oh, Johansson's not budget, is he? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so no. Literally, literally if I'm trying to play oh. Budget Buster 22, I have only one player. So for the next two to three days, what I really want is to focus on whatever players that are oh, really no. going to start now because. I said that my team is not. I'm slowly moving away from budget buster. Slowly, slowly moving away from budget. So I might play cheaper keepers in gaming 22 if uh, I don't find a way because I don't want to take at minus 16, minus 20 hit. Even though minus 12 hit gets you, but minus 20 is no, uh, too yeah. far of a hit yeah, to yeah. take. So, but yeah, we have to clarify right. then because we, we like said into the question earlier that uh, Johansson is good, but he's not. <laughs> we were talking about GP keepers, though, weren't we, David? Rather than budget buster. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about yeah, GP keepers. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, what I really want is really have to look forward to at least have these two defenders that are on my bench, budget defenders, to start with. So, yeah, plan will be towards that only. Apart from that, pretty much settled. Captaining Ruta this week, uh, vice captaining Armstrong as Watford. Although both of those players are facing away opponents, uh, are uh, away, but um, the kind of form Leeds and Southampton are in, I'm expecting goals from both of them. And yeah, apart from that, it's a traditional 3 5 2. Johansson in goal, Walker Peters, Davies, and Mumba are my three defenders. Uh, might bench Mumba um, and start some somebody uh, else. Uh, but who knows? Uh, will be dependent on who, which, whichever player I bring in. My five midfield players: Samuel, Will, Philogen, Smodic, Sarah, and Clark. Probably it will be until game twenty-two, unless uh, something disastrous happens or injuries happen. So yeah, I'm pretty much happy with my squad. Uh, probably slowly, slowly moving away from budget buster. It's not good. Not looking good. Mm. It's not looking good. Yes, makes sense. Cool. My mm. team is up now. Um, I am going to do Miyoshi to back to Juicy Hall. Um, and then I may or may not take an additional hit. I mean, the team is, is okay without the hit. It would be Cladkey, Sanderson, Key, 
Walker Peters, um, Dewsbury Hall, Somerville, Villagine, Smodex, Clark, Broadhead, Chaplin, with a Whitaker on the bench and Huggins and Kakai. So I I don't love having Key because he got benched and isn't nailed. I'd probably have to bring in. The, basically, if I was to take a hit, it would be either Whitaker to Armstrong or Rutter, or it would be a defensive transfer, maybe like Huggins to or Sanderson to a uh, Leicester defender, maybe. Um, I will debate whether to take a hit up until the deadline and see. And then, you know, like, obviously, Budget Buster, I, I don't feel like it's ruined my team too much because I look at that and it is it is strong apart from those two or three positions that I'm going to sort out imminently. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's okay. It's looking okay moving forward. Captaincy will be on probably Jewsby Hall and Vice Villagine, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's me. And hopefully can bounce back. And maybe whilst everyone else is moving towards Budget Buster, I can recover a bit of ground as you everyone moves into their team a little bit and my strength and my team back. Fingers crossed. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Cool. That is it. Um, thank you everyone for, for watching and listening. Um, and yeah, do like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Um, is there anything else you guys want to say before we wrap this up? No, I can just give a shout out to uh, to a guy uh, that just started listening. I told him about him, but yeah, <laughs> Norwegian guy uh, started playing Gaffer now just to try it before the next season. Uh, Tobias, nice uh, to see you. Hope, uh, <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> and uh, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Hello. I know he just, he just listened to the one that all three are in. So okay. I hope uh, probably I yeah. hope he's seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. Uh, oh, and I think probably next week we need to have a look at. Our league uh, leagues as well, where we haven't been. Yeah, good them. point. That's a long a time lot, ago. Quite a long time. So probably next week you will get an update uh, where uh, what position any changes happened. A lot of changes happened since we last <laughs> gave you an update. So we'll give you an update on the next week, uh, next podcast, next episode of our podcast. So yeah, I think from that everything is covered. Brilliant. All right. Well, take care, everyone. Have a good week. And uh, yeah, we will see you when we next record. So it's goodbye from me. Adura. Uh, namaste from me. <laughs> <laughs>